Thank you all. I was reminded at Sweet Sweet Spirit just how the end of that song went. And <laughs> it had been a long time since I'd heard it, but once it came back, it flooded over me like a warm memory of just how sweet, sweet the Spirit is in our lives today. And that's where we're going today. We're going to be talking about the Spirit and spiritual understanding. So if you all would turn to me, turn with me today to 1 Corinthians 2, 12 through 13. That's where we're going to be spending our time today. Spiritual understanding and understanding the will of God has always been kind of an enigma to a believer. Sometimes it's easy, sometimes it's hard, sometimes we just don't know what to think. But I want to offer you a word of encouragement today, brothers and sisters, that spiritual understanding is something that God freely gives and he wants us to lay hold of it. So let's turn and look at 1 Corinthians 2, 12 through 13 today. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might understand the things freely given us by God. And we impart this in words not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the spirit, interpreting spiritual truths to those who are spiritual. Let's pray over our time in in the scripture today. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We can do nothing apart from you. This building, the people in it, the hearts that were changed, were all came about because of you. Creation itself became about because of you. This whole world and everything in it is yours, and we must praise you for that. But on in this building, we praise you for entering and being here and being in our worship and being in our hearts because that is where you desire to be. You desire a relationship with us. You desire for us to feel your love. And that is what we want to come to you today and empty our hearts and receive is the love and understanding that we have a great God that would do anything to bring us home. We love you. And we want to take this scripture into our hearts and let it change us because that is your will. We love you and we pray all these things in your blessed and holy name. Amen. Amen. So, 2 Corinthians, or 1 Corinthians 2, 12 through 13. Little context before we get into it. This is Paul's first letter to the Corinthian church. And all you have to do is read the two books of Corinthians to know that they had some serious problems to work out. The one he's addressing here today is spiritual wisdom versus the wisdom of the world. And he's explaining how wisdom comes from the Holy Spirit through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. He explains how the leaders and the teachers of God's word at the time impart wisdom by God alone. If you remember in that time, these guys that came together as the apostles, came together as the disciples under Jesus, they started out as fishermen. They had no pedigree. They had no formal education. They might have not even known how to read. We have no evidence of that. But point being, people were suspicious. How does this guy know what to tell me? Especially after Jesus had died and been resurrected and they couldn't go see and learn from Jesus specifically. You're preaching to me about a man who died and somehow rose again? How do we know that you are speaking the truth of God? He's saying, well, we impart it by spiritual wisdom. Not wisdom like you all will understand from the world, but spiritual wisdom. He then leads us to a core truth 
about believers who have the Spirit of God. We're going to read this passage one more time. It's just two verses. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might understand the things freely given us by God. And we impart this in words not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the Spirit, interpreting spiritual truths to those who are spiritual. Our main idea I want to get across for today, true understanding comes from the Holy Spirit. It sets us apart completely from the world, and it calls us to action. True understanding of how the world works, who you are, who you are, who, what your identity is, who the identity of God is, comes, apart, comes about by the Holy Spirit. True understanding comes from a relationship with Him. If we're believers in Jesus Christ with a working, real relationship with Him, we have received that Holy Spirit in our hearts and we do not have a spirit of the world. That sets us far apart. Those who have accepted a relationship with Christ accept the Holy Spirit as well. We then receive true understanding and a responsibility to share it through the Holy Spirit. The understanding and the Holy Spirit of the Lord are immediately visible when we have taken it into our hearts and let it overflow. Part of what Peter has been teaching me about sharing the gospel is that you preach out of the overflow. You fill yourself so much up with the Spirit, with the Scripture, that what comes overflowing is what you share with others. You can't be trying to take out of your own cup to give to somebody else, and then your cup is lacking. You fill it out of the overflow. Our point one to our main idea here. We are vastly set apart from the world because of the Holy Spirit. We are not like the world, period. Now we have to address who's we here. We are believers in God who have accepted a holy, real relationship with Jesus Christ. Loads of people believe in God. Loads of people believe in Jesus. The Jews believed Jesus was a man, but they did not believe him as the savior of the world. The demons believe in God. The demons knew who Jesus was better than a lot of the humans in their world. But they don't have the relationship with the Spirit. So we here refers to not just the, the apostolic teachers of this time, but the body as a whole. You can't understand, and we'll get into this later, but you can't, uh, cannot understand the things of the Holy Spirit without the Holy Spirit. It takes salvation. By accepting Jesus as Savior, we receive the Holy Spirit, banishing the spirit of the world. The default sinful spirit that we embody is of the world from children. Any parent, including mine, knows that you do not have to teach a child how to disobey. You do not have to teach a child how to lie to you or steal your stuff or smack their friend at school because they took their toy. You don't have to teach them any of that. The default is disobedience. So what does the spirit of the world look like in adults? The spirit of the world, mind you. 
It's Satan and our sin nature. It could even mean Satan himself. Attribute whatever negative thing may be on your mind today. Maybe it's personal. Maybe we love to look at the world and talk about how bad the world is, right? It's because they have a spirit of the world. And it's a spirit of sin nature. Our hearts are desperately wicked and they seek to do the wrong thing. It is only by the power of Christ and by the power of the Holy Spirit that we begin to understand and we get a new heart. So we can't expect the world who doesn't know God and lives in a spirit of the world to act like they have a spirit of God. We preach compassion and love and salvation and lead them to their Savior and he will send the Holy Spirit and increase understanding. We receive something completely new and incredible and people will see that. Remember in Romans, behold, the old has gone, the new has come. People cannot look the same when they have received the Holy Spirit. Why? I had a camp pastor revolutionize my life as a teen when it finally clicked. I had been struggling with self-identity and self-insecurity. And I remember telling this camp staffer, listen, I'm garbage. I am nothing. I am less than dust. No one wants to hear me. Nobody wants to talk to me. I am worthless. And I believed that. 15, 16-year-old Caleb believed that. And he said, okay, I challenge that. You believe that you're a saved believer in Jesus Christ, right? You have a relationship with him. I say, yes, I believe that. And I really did. He said, then the Holy Spirit is coming to your heart and he's working on you, right? I said, yes, I believe that. How can you be all garbage if the Holy Spirit is living in you? How? That is a smack in the face of God that you're calling him garbage. Because if he saved you and he was worth and you were worth him dying on the cross to save, and you're going to tell him that he's worthless even though he's living in you. And it changed everything. It changed how I looked at my life. But it was the Holy Spirit that had already been working and bringing me to that understanding. It was the Holy Spirit. I believe I was saved when I was eight. But my point is, it didn't come along till he increased my understanding. And sometimes that takes time. But what's completely new and incredible, we're set apart. We are not bound to the spirit of the world any longer. We are set free. If we fully grasp the concept that we are set free from sin, truly then we would not hesitate to throw our lives at God, to throw our lives at his feet and say, my father, do what you will. You have set me free, truly, because I am one of the worst at holding on to my sin in my brain somewhere. It's like, yeah, even now, even stepping up here to say these things to you all, there's naggings at the back of your head like, yeah, you're up there, but you remember that nasty thing you did like eight years ago, right? But I've been set free from that. And whatever you are going through, you have been set free if you are a believer. And a believer who has a relationship with Christ. The Holy Spirit has come to set you free. And if you think, boy, Caleb, I don't really feel free right now. The gift is there. We'll get to that. We received a new spirit banishing the spirit of the world for a reason. So what does the Holy Spirit look like then? 
You say, okay, Caleb, cool. I think, I think I'm following you. What, what's the Holy Spirit look like then? What does the Spirit of the world look like? Why, it's the fruits of the Spirit. Guidance. True wisdom. As we see in Galatians 5, 22 through 24. That is what the, that is what the Holy Spirit brings about in a life that's been made new. Love, joy, peace, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. I think I got them all. Yes, I did. (laughs) Gentleness and self-control. You think, well, Caleb, I sure don't feel like I've got self-control right now. I sure don't feel like I've got peace. I sure don't feel like this is working for me. And it's one of two options. One, the, the Savior of the world needs to come into your life at this moment. Or two, he needs to become real in a heart that's already been saved. Many people have a relationship with God and then stopped and it never became real. I understood that at 16 when this staffer woke me up. Yes, you have a relationship with God, but you're not living it. It wasn't real. But that's what the Holy Spirit does. He transforms. He takes you out of darkness and brings you into the light. And he did it to me personally. And if you all want to have a conversation about my personal testimony walk, see me after church. I'll take you to lunch and we'll talk. As long as it's not like Mitchell's Fish House or something where it's like $100 a plate. Then we'll go to lunch. Promise. These are the fruits of the Spirit. They're not the fruits of man. They're not the fruits of whatever. They're not the fruits of your own thoughts. They're not the fruits of your own efforts. If you build or if you plant a tree and you nurture it for 10 years before it finally produces that first apple, you can say that was my effort. This apple is mine. You try growing a spiritual tree and it will never produce fruit if you're doing it on your own. God produces the Holy Spirit and he produces fruit. What the Holy Spirit brings about in us. That is why we have been given a spirit of God and not of the world. Only through Christ do we receive the Holy Spirit. Only then do we see spiritual truths as the only truths. That's the next part of that. Lots of people have taken evangelical Christianity and mixed it with voodoo, Hindu, Catholicism. And they're like, yes, I like this. This suits me. But true spiritual understanding, as we're going to get into, reveals to you that the only truths are the spiritual truths of God that Jesus died for. He didn't die on the cross for us to go, man, I really like that part of Hinduism. I'm going to bring it in here. He died for the truth, and he is the truth. And the Holy Spirit brings about that understanding. It's a cycle, right? God the Father sent the Son who brought the Holy Spirit into our lives. Triangle. Works just like that. We know they're three in one and three separate. But he did it so that we might understand. And that's our point two here. Upon a saving relationship with God, we will finally understand the things of God by the teaching of the Holy Spirit. And God gives understanding freely contrary to popular belief americans don't like free as much as we think we do we love free food 
We love a free car, sure. Somebody throw that at me. But the things we think we have to earn and the things that really matter, we're not quite as willing to accept it as free. Works, faith based by works in a lot of religions. I have to work. You can't tell me that this, I have to do nothing but accept it. I must have to do something. I must have to do something to, to get to God, to work to God. In our context here, understanding. Well, I've got to do something to understand. I can't just accept the free thing that he gives to me. God freely wishes for you to understand the things that he gave to us. He provides understanding. Now, it does take a little bit of work. The Spirit came to instill in us understanding of the things of God. These things are freely given and God desires us to understand them. However, a key word here is might understand. Read verse 12 with me again. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might understand the things freely given us by God. We must still seek God. And the Holy Spirit will provide understanding freely. Brother John Otten last week, he said, if you're worried about what the will of your, the, the will of your life is, seek God and the will will become, it will become apparent. Same thing. If you're worried about, I don't understand what you're doing, God. I don't understand why you did this. I don't understand what's going on in my life. Seek God and the Holy Spirit will provide understanding. The undercurrent here that you're going to hear throughout the rest of this is you cannot seek God if you do not have a saving relationship with God. Yes, you can seek him in salvation, but the understanding will not come about fully until you have that relationship with God. Now, we can understand something on a basic level, right? I understand how a dam in a river works. I understand the concept. Water or Rock blocks water. I get that concept. Do I know the intricacies of how it was built, how the hydroelectricity runs through it, the turbines, the concrete density, the years? I don't know all that. You can understand something at a basis level, but to grasp it, take peace. You, understand, you may understand what peace is. It's not feeling so anxious or worried or upset. But to truly understand what it means is to understand who it is. Peace is God. Peace is what he provides as only he can. From creation, we were designed to understand the things freely given us by God through the Holy Spirit to live in relationship with Christ, but we marred that with sin. God walked with Adam and Eve. If they had a question, they asked him directly. He left Adam to take dominion over the world. And we were to understand the relationship we had with him. And Satan came along with lies. And we took the lies and we marred it. The interesting word we need to look at here as well is comprehends. Comprehends in this passage means to fully understand it. Right? Back to what I said. We can have a basic understanding. But how many of you comprehend the depth of freedom from sin? 
I don't. Just like I said at the beginning, if I truly comprehended my freedom from sin, there's nothing I wouldn't give to the Lord. And we all should be working to that. And I want to give my all to the Lord, so I seek Him. And He provides understanding. It does take effort from the Christian. Seek is a verb. Look back with me. That we might understand the things freely given us by God. Seeking God is a verb. It is an action. It is to walk. It is to move forward. It is not to sit idle. People get, many people may come to God as a believer and say, all right, God, we have this relationship. I'm good. And they sit. And while they are still just as saved, how much more could God use them if they say, okay, I'm going to seek you. Like Brother John said, seek God and the rest follows. Holy Spirit will provide understanding when we seek Him. And that Holy Spirit comes with a relationship with God. Right? Our last point here, point three. The Holy Spirit allows us to share or impart understanding and wisdom through Him alone. In verse 13. Not human wisdom to those who have... have not human wisdom to those who have received Christ and will understand. We have a task. Honestly, you could spend a whole week on just verse 12. You could spend a whole month on verse 12. But verse 13 puts to the charge that the apostles had and puts a charge to us. Let's look at it again. We impart the words not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the Spirit, interpreting spiritual truths to those who are spiritual. Understand that he's talking specifically here about the apostles. He's talking about the leaders of the church. But if they are speaking in the wisdom of the Spirit and not in the wisdom of man, can we, trying to disciple one another, speak in any other power and actually create discipleship? No. We seek the Spirit of God. And we share that and we impart that. And that is discipleship. That is our discipleship. We can impart our understanding through the Holy Spirit excuse me, to others. These words are of God through the Spirit, not of our own human understanding or wisdom. Think of the whole evolutionary theology, right? Because it is a theology. They believe evolution is God, that there is no God, and evolution takes the place of their God. That's a funny conversation if you ever want to have that. By saying there's no God, they're saying there is one. It's just their own. Fun stuff. These words are not by human understanding because humans have tried to understand the things of God on their own power for all time. But true understanding comes about with the Holy Spirit of God. If when we were non-believers... We had no relationship. We lived in the spirit of the world. How then can we impart things taught by the spirit whom we have not received? You ever heard the phrase the blind leading the blind? It's that same thing. You might feel that you've had a good conversation with somebody as a non-believer and you're like, okay, they get it. 
They understand. They un- they, they, they've heard me. They've heard God. This is great. And they turn around, and it seems like the whole conversation was lost. They just didn't get it. It didn't click. It didn't, they didn't get it. How could they not get it? I explained it so clearly in Scripture. They do not have the Holy Spirit to help them understand. What they first need to understand is their desperate need for a Savior. And their desperate need for a God who longs to give them peace and understanding. In the same vein, how can we understand the things of the Spirit truly if we do not have a relationship with the Spirit? We know that the Spirit comes and dwells in our hearts and He dwells with us and He leads us to the right paths. He leads us to peace and joy and understanding. How can we expect to have that without knowing Him? It's like expecting to get a car without paying for it. I'm just going to walk to the lot and take this one. I don't have to talk to anybody. It's just my car. Right? We have to go and meet the dealer or meet the guy selling it, pay the guy selling it, and then we can have what we sought. Only in our context of Scripture, Jesus Christ died on a cross so that you may understand, and he sent the Holy Spirit free of charge. You didn't have to pay for it. If we all paid for the Christ, the paid for the debt Christ paid, not a one of us would enter the kingdom of heaven. Jesus Christ paid that debt so that you may receive what you were seeking, understanding and wisdom. Only the Holy Spirit can truly render Jesus' sacrifice fully comprehensible to somebody. And that takes a long time. I don't think there's one of us in here who could say, I fully comprehend Jesus' sacrifice and what it means. But that's the journey, that's sanctification. And the only way it's ever going to be possible is through him. And how deep you know is how deep you love. So we seek God. Those who are spiritual in this verse means those who are of the Holy Spirit. Look at the end of verse 13 again. Interpreting spiritual truths to those who are spiritual. It backs up what we were saying, right? You can say stuff and read scripture and get blue in the face talking to people about their need to understand and think they've got it. They finally understand and they got it. And when they don't and we're discouraged, how could they not understand? You have to have the spirit to interpret spiritual things. That does not mean do not have the conversation with them. That does not mean give up on them. That does not mean, well, they're never going to understand without God. I guess I need to stop talking to him. No. You pursue. And you share with them their desperate need for a savior. If they're willing to understand. Right? Those who have a relationship with the Holy Spirit can fully comprehend the things of the Spirit. Those without relationship cannot. Every Christian then is a spiritual person. That's one thing that you can take hope in, that you can take comfort in. If you have a working relationship with Jesus Christ, your Savior, and you are of the Holy Spirit, then you are a rightly spiritual person, and you can understand. That's the hope I want to impart to you in this message. If you're walking through your faith with God, 
walking through your faith with Jesus Christ, and you're so confused. You don't know what is going on. You don't know why God would do that. You don't know what can I do to help this. You can understand. It can be revealed. You can see his will, but it takes seeking God. Seeking who he is, mind you, not his will. Seek his character. Seek his word. Seek your own identity in him. And understanding will come. Part of the very clear instruction here was for those who are believers to impart what they have learned to other believers. We are called to share what we know, and that is discipleship. We are called to share the peace and the joy that the Holy Spirit throws upon us. And we're called to let people know that they can take hold of that with saving grace, free of charge, and that it can be okay. Romans 8, 9 speaks to that very same thing. We are, however, you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If, in fact, the spirit of God dwells in you, anyone who does not have the spirit of Christ does not belong to him. Makes it pretty dang clear, doesn't he? Everyone is in desperate need of their Savior. And those who have him can seek the Holy Spirit living in their hearts and can understand. Without him, complete understanding will be unavailable to you. So, okay, you all are following. You say, Caleb, okay, I got it. Why does this matter? What's the point here? We'll go through point by point. Why does this matter? We are called to seek understanding through the Holy Spirit as believers. We are called because we have a spirit of God, not the world, and it sets us far apart. You are an example. You ever heard the phrase, you might be the only Bible somebody ever reads? Your life may be the only Bible somebody ever reads. Your life may be the only encounter somebody has with the Holy Spirit, right? We are spiritual people if we have believed that Christ has died on the cross and they can see the Spirit within us and you may be their one shot to see it. If they turn around and ask you, hey man, I don't understand this about Scripture. I don't understand why a Christian yelled at me because I'm different. I don't understand why this person denied me service because of what I was wearing. And they said they were a Christian. Can you explain to me what that's about? And if you turn around to yourself and you go, man, I don't understand what he's talking about. I don't even understand what scripture I would even go to. Is that not a call to understand? Because we're set apart. We're set apart. And you will be asked if you're a believer. And you will be asked if you are sharing your faith. So we're called to understand. Understanding that has been freely given us increases Love for God, joy, peace, reverence, and humility for our King. How many of you would deny peace if it was given to you? How many of you would deny joy and life if it was offered to you? Somebody came up to you and handed you a cookie and said, you eat this cookie, you'll never fret or worry again. How many of you would be like, yeah, I'll pass. I like fretting and worrying. Peace. 
from God comes from understanding. So why not seek Him and understand? Why not seek the Holy Spirit and understand? It's been freely given to those who have relationship. It's like buying a new house, opening the house, the door to the house, and it's fully furnished. Everything's in it. All the furniture, everything. You don't have to put a thing in it. You say, yeah, I'm going to take all the furniture out, and I'm going to chuck it out, and I'm going to put my own stuff in. No, you would accept it as a free gift. It increases reverence and humility for our king. To understand your God is to understand your place with your God. And it is simultaneously dust on the earth compared to the king. Yet he loves you so much to die for dust. He loves you so desperately and such like a child, like his own child, that he looked at dust and said, I want this speck of dust to understand because I love them. Because they're not, they're my child. They're unique and individual and special and created in my image. And we are. We're created in the image of God. Do we not want to understand our own father? Understand our own creator? Now, there's lots of things we will not understand until we get to heaven. The divine nature of the Trinity being one of the biggest ones. But there are so many things that he wishes to reveal to us. And now, we should be in awe of what he has given when we understand it. He gave us the world to live and multiply on. Think about that. If he, he could have left humans off of it when it was perfect, and he said, I'm going to leave this just like it is. I'm not going to put a human on it, and it's never going to get corrupted, ever. But he put us on it because he loved us enough that he wanted us to enjoy his creation. And he gives us the understandings of peace and joy freely through his Holy Spirit. Do we not want to lay hold of that? Because we understand the things freely given us by God, we have a responsibility to share the good news of salvation. Think of the most important person in your life. The person that matters to you the most out of anybody. And they're about to make the most ridiculous decision you can think of. They're either going to hurt themselves or hurt somebody, or maybe it's just a plain dumb decision. And you know that if you walk up to them and say, hey, listen, we got to sit down, we got to talk. you got to understand what you're about to do here, friend. You're going to have to understand what you're about to do here, loved one, that this is going to be really bad for you. And they say, oh my gosh, I never thought about that. Thank you. You've helped. You've stopped me down a path that was going to be destructive. Brothers and sisters in Christ, our Lord Jesus came with that very message to each and every one of us. My child, you're walking down a path that is destructive. Please listen. And he uses our voices to relay that message. God can speak of his own free will, by the way. He doesn't need us to speak. But he would much love it if we would be obedient to him and share that with him. And we can share our understanding of the nature of God and the nature of ourselves through the Holy Spirit. We're going to keep coming back to that. It's through the Holy Spirit that we have any understanding at all. So that the lost may receive the Holy Spirit and have understanding and joy and peace. That's the point. That the lost may come home. 
We were put here to glorify God and obey Him and bring the good news to any that could hear it so they may receive the Holy Spirit and understand and share it more. It's a little gospel message in two verses. So why does this all apply? How does this all apply to anything? Once again, people will notice that you have a different spirit and a different understanding. You are set apart, and that is a mission opportunity. So, in our previous point, why does it matter? You're going to be set apart, so you need to seek understanding to answer the questions. In our application, not only are we ready to receive people that come to us, we have the opportunity to reach out to them. That is how we are to obey fully when we love God enough. Hear me, church, that this is not something that is just pain and suffering to go do, share the gospel. When we obey, God increases our joy and our love and our peace tenfold. You have a mission field because you're set apart. Every step, Dad and I were talking before church about missions in general and how missions across the world are good and they serve people, but missions here are so vital in a workplace, in a restaurant. And if you are not given, look at this again, look at verse 12. We have not, we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God. If you are, have, one, have the spirit that is received from God, you are not like the world. And that is your mission. You can lay hold of true understanding of the things of God. You can lay hold of peace and joy and clarity through Christ and the Holy Spirit. He wants us to. How can he expect us to go and share the gospel and share the good news and share the truth of the gospel without understanding it? Parents, math changes every year, doesn't it? Teachers, Math changes every year. Your kid comes home with homework and says, Dad, I need, help. I need help with this. I don't know what this is. And you go, son, I have no clue what that math is. I have no clue how to help you. Can that son then expect his father to teach him that math? No clue. The father doesn't understand it. So therefore, when our child comes up to us and said, Dad, my friend has two moms. Can you, why? What's that about? And if you can't go to scripture and say, well, that's not how this was designed. And show them. And you don't have that understanding. What then can you answer to? We must understand the things of God. And he wants us to so we can share and impart our wisdom to others. Do you need a deeper spiritual understanding of an issue God is waiting to freely make clear, then lay a hold of that. There's no time to waste. You say, well, I've tried, Caleb. I've tried listening. I've tried understanding God. He's never answered me. I've prayed and prayed and prayed and he's never answered me. Then my brother, my sister, reevaluate whether that relationship with God is to your core. Reevaluate whether you have been saved completely. And you'll be amazed what understanding will wash over you when you have fully accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior. And for those of us who are believers, whatever part of your 
walk with God is holding you back from understanding. Seek God and he will reveal it. Seek his identity. It seems so backwards. Why would I not ask God about this specific thing I'm dealing with? Because if you seek him and you seek his identity and you seek who he is, this resolves itself. That's what Brother John Otten shared with us last week. The Spirit makes spiritual things clear to us in part so that we can share understanding with others through the Holy Spirit alone. That's the point I want to make here. It will be by no other means. There is no, oh, I got this, I can make him understand. If it is not powered by the Holy Spirit. Maybe some of you all have loved ones. Friends, family, brothers and sisters, children. That for years you've talked with them about the things of God and they've just not got it. They've just not understood. They won't without the Holy Spirit. Period. The Holy Spirit is what brings understanding. So it might need a change of tactic. Change it to my loved one, my dear friend, my sister, my child. Do you know your God truly? Do you really know who he is? And understanding will become clear. Human wisdom does not teach what is right. Only the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. Y'all... <laughs> We will talk about it for a second. Y'all can watch the news and see that the wisdom of this earth is completely messing up our society right now. There's agendas on all sides, all of them fighting for their own selfish ends. The lies of Satan are rampant. That is what the wisdom of the world teaches it teaches brokenness it teaches enslavement to addiction it teaches enslavement to sexual immorality it teaches enslavement to lies that is not the way god would have you live brothers and sisters that is hope don't rely on human wisdom don't try to explain it in your own brain don't listen to the people who are trying to explain it by their own power it may seem like they got it, but it will crash down. Only the Holy Spirit is the spirit of wisdom. We, therefore, are obligated to share what God has allowed us to understand freely with others who are prepared to understand. That's another part that comes down to the person you are communicating with. You cannot force them to God. You cannot force them to Christ. But you can share what you know and you can share your understanding and you can share your need for a savior. Because believe it or not, you need your savior every single day. I need my God, my Jesus, my savior, my Holy Spirit every single day. And you can share that with them. But until they are ready to understand and accept until the Holy Spirit has broken into their heart and convicted them and brought them home. They may grasp a basic understanding, but they're not going to comprehend it. They're not going to comprehend it. So, in conclusion, are any of you in here in need of understanding? The situation you're in is just confusing and broken, and you don't know what to do about it. It could be a big deal or a small deal. It doesn't matter. Sin is sin to God. He says, bring it to me. 
Is the Holy Spirit working in your heart today towards a new understanding? Towards something breaking through into your life? The invitation for that free, gracious, and beautiful gift of salvation is open and available for any that would call on Jesus Christ. Period. And that's where it starts. Only through Jesus Christ can the Holy Savior enter. Holy Savior. Holy Spirit enter. And once the Holy Spirit enters, wisdom and peace can flow in when you've sought that from God. Are you answering the call to share understanding and wisdom through discipleship? You know what I've been guilty of? Somebody asks me a thing of the scriptures, a thing of God, a thing of the Holy Spirit, and I make up some lame excuse to not have that conversation then and there. I don't have time. I don't understand it enough. I don't really like you. I don't want to talk to you right now. I want to do my own thing. Horrible excuses. That's sin of omission. I didn't act when I could have. Are you answering the call to share your understanding through discipleship? We have an obligation to seek the understanding that our Lord is providing so freely from the Holy Spirit and to realize we are set apart and so very loved because of it. Share that love. Share the love of Jesus Christ that you can understand through the Spirit. It all loops back around. I sound like a broken record. But I need you all to understand that it all comes together. Jesus died because he loved us. He gave us the Holy Spirit to understand his sacrifice and encourages us to share that with others so that he can save more people. It's a triangle. And we love to share the story. I love to tell the story of unseen things above. I love to tell the story. I love to tell my story, the stories of others. And I love to share what I know through the scripture. And I pray, my prayer for this church is that we all be, grow to be people in a church who shares what we know with the lost around us. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we love you. We thank you for everything that you are and everything that you've done and everything that you are going to do in our lives today. Because you never stop. You never wait. You're never late. You are always on time for whatever we need. My Lord, break the hearts that need to break to bring them close to you. Break the hearts that need to see that you are the only way forward. Break the hearts that are desperate to understand their situation. Break the hearts that need to obey. And after you have done that, increase the joy and the love in their life tenfold, my God, as you freely give to them. You give them that. You give me that. We have not received the spirit of the world. We have received your Holy Spirit when we have a saving relationship with Jesus Christ. So that we might understand you and then we might share that with you. We love you, our God. If anyone in this room needs to bring their life before you as their Savior, let them do that now. There is no time to wait. We love you. We pray all these things in your blessed and holy name.